Welcome to this episode of the Doctor Matters Podcast, where we are going to move from one musician to another, and we're going to talk about tragedy and how that led this musician to the ministry, how he's traded country music and lights for pulpits and pews. Stay tuned. The Doctor Matters Podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, a tool to help believers rediscover true biblical doctrine and to help them understand and live out their faith in their homes, in their churches, and in their communities. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let's get right to it. Well, welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Dr. Matters Podcast. We are going to continue this idea of musicians. The last three episodes have been talking about Oliver Anthony, and, and I've hopefully made many of you think about things that I've talked about there, and that is the goal to always help us think clearly about our faith, think clearly about the Scriptures, and even if I push little buttons or say things that maybe aren't that big of a deal in light of all the things that are going on in our world, hopefully this podcast makes you at least think and look at the biblical text that we have been given by God and for his glory. So uh, we're going to move now from Oliver Anthony. Oliver Anthony's doing his thing. He's making his rounds on Joe Rogan's podcast and uh, Jordan B. Peterson's podcast and who knows? Maybe he'll show up on the Doctrine Matters podcast. Doubt it, but that's what he's doing, making his rounds and uh, just living it up and doing his thing. And, and, and that's awesome. I love to see people succeed, but uh, we still have to keep biblical precedent at the first and foremost of our lives and of our thoughts. Uh, so either way, uh, we're going to move on from him and we're going to be talking about somebody else who has been in country music for a while. Uh, 24 years now, I believe he's been doing music. And now recently, as of uh, August 26th, I believe, played his last show at Billy Bob's in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, to a crowd of about 5,000 people. I'm talking about country music singer Granger Smith. And if you don't know his story, his story is one that will bring you to tears. And I'm not going to belabor the story on this episode, but I am going to tell the story in light of God's providence, because when we think of the providence of God, we must think of the providence of God as best seen in the rearview mirror. The providence of God is best seen looking back over things that have happened in our lives instead of looking forward. That's where faith comes into play, that we have faith that God is going to work out things according to his will, not ours, regardless of what the things look like. But sometimes it's hard to see the providence of God when we have faith moving forward in our lives. But we can clearly see the providence of God looking back at the things that he's done in our lives and where he has brought us. And that is exactly what has happened with Granger Smith and his family. Now, the story is a tragic one. And again, I'm not going to belabor the story because I can tell you this, that the, the, the story is, is sad. And here's the story. Let me just say, get this out of the way so you'll know what's going on. In 2019, his kids were having water gun fights. And just like any other kid in 
in the in the world that has water guns. They have water gun fights, right? And uh, Granger turned his back for just a minute or two, and in that length of time, the three-year-old River was able to get past the the gate there in the home, or not in the home, but at the home, and the pool was on the other side. And if you haven't heard the story, you already know where this is headed. Uh, Little River Man, he just got through that gate somehow and ended up in the pool at three years old. And by the time Granger was able to jump in and get him, it, the the young child had just drowned, and it was too late, and uh, he died. So that is a tragic story. And let me tell you something. Many people dogpiled on this family after this tragic incident. But let me just say this. Things happen. We can't always make sure things are 100% the way they need to be all the time. Things happen. We turn our back for just a minute, and there's no telling what all can happen in that length of time. And people criticize this man and his family, and probably still do, uh, even years after this has happened. And that's not what we're going to do. That is not charitable. I think that is unchristlike because here at the Doctrine Matters podcast, we believe in the providence and the sovereignty of God. And although we don't understand why, three-year-old children drown, we do know that God will get his glory and God will do what is according to his will. Now, the natural man does not understand that. The natural man pushes back against God and says, how could you do such a thing? How could you? Well, first and foremost, we have to understand that everything belongs to him. We belong to him. Our children belong to him. And the Bible clearly tells us that our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. So even in the midst of tragedy, we as true believers trust God and believe that he knows what's best. He knows what we need, when we need it, and how we need it regardless. And we know from the book of Job that God is a God who gives and a God who takes away. So we could question God and ask God why, but it's because he is sovereign and in, in, in his providence, he allows these things to happen, and they are ultimately going to be for his own glory and for the believer's good. If you're an unbeliever listening to this today, I would like to tell you that it's going to be hard for you to understand that apart from the cross of Christ. And I would like for you to know that Jesus Christ came to this earth to die. He died the death that you and I both deserved. He lived a sinless, perfect life because there needed to be a perfect sacrifice. You see, in the Old Testament, they uh, sacrificed animals. They were temporary sacrifices. There was a yearly sacrifice, an atonement for sin by the, the high priest. These things were temporary, but there needed to be a permanent sacrifice. Jesus Christ came to this earth, humbled himself, and died for you and I. He died the death we deserved. He died a humble death. He died as God in the flesh. He died on the cross. He was buried. Three days later, he rose, and he ascended back to the right hand of God, and one day he's coming back to judge the living and the dead. And the Bible says that if we repent of our sin, let's turn from our sinful lifestyle, turn from our sinful ways, and put our faith in Christ, believing that he came, died, was buried, and rose again, 
then we will be saved. We put our faith in Christ alone, nothing else. We can't work for salvation. We can't work to get to heaven, but we are reconciled to God through Jesus Christ in the sacrifice on the cross and the blood that was shed. And when we repent of our sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ in faith, our sins are atoned for. We're made right with God. And when God looks at us as his children, he sees the righteousness of Christ. And then and only then are we able to understand things like tragedy, that when it happens, it's for God's glory, and he is using it for his glory and the believer's good. We may not see what that good is on this side of eternity, but in this case, in Granger Smith's case, we see how this good is beginning to unfold in his life and even other people's life. So I mentioned Granger Smith, country music, just finished his last show, August the 26th, 2023, at Billy Bob's in Fort Worth. He finished his last show there, calling it quits. He's walking away from country music, walking away from a life of touring, a life of of financial gain, uh, something that has made him, I don't know if it's made him wealthy, but it's, it's made him comfortable in life. He's walking away from the lights, the popularity, the glamour, the glitz, the tour buses, all the things, the autographs, the the pictures, the sing-alongs, the crowd singing his songs back to him. He's walking away from all of that, and not, not just walking away, has walked away from all of that. Not just quickly, I would like for you to think about another country music duo recently in the last few years who sings about tan legs and swinging off the tailgate and drinking and cussing and doing all these things. But yet in Nashville, Tennessee, I believe it is, or it could have been Atlanta. I can't remember where it was, but that's not, it's neither here or there now, but they bring a Christian music artist on stage as in Chris Tomlin. And they sing, how great is our God? And then go back to singing about their debauchery. So we see, we have two different types of people here. And I'm just using country music here. We can talk about Chris Tomlin and how he's partnered with Bethel and Hillsong and all these people and Florida Georgia Line. That's who I'm talking about, who he went on stage with. But I'm talking specifically about the country music people who want to say, I thank God for this award. I thank God for this. I thank God for this. We're going to sing How Great Is Our God with Chris Tomlin on stage at one of our shows. But we're also going to continue to sing about debauchery and all of these things. And then you, you have this other guy, Granger Smith who says, I'm quitting country music, and here's why. So here's the why, if you don't know. And I'm going to briefly say this, and there's going to be a lot that I, I'm not going to say because I don't know everything. But I've just been in his world today and, and just watching all of this and, and just seeing who he has become. But through this, when Granger Smith's son died, it got pretty rough, as you can imagine. He blamed himself. He saw uh, the flashes of uh, his son every night. It's almost like a slideshow, he says, that went on in his head. So he tried to numb the pain with marijuana, with weed, with smoking weed. And he said he'd do it to try to go to sleep at night so he could sleep. And he said, well, in the morning, I might as well feel this way in the morning. So he'd do it in the morning, then at lunch. So he started staying high all the time, and he started drinking all the time. And he tried to cover up the hurt and the heartache and the guilt and the shame with drugs and alcohol. 
Well, one night, apparently this didn't cover up the pain because the slideshows in his brain kept coming back and he kept seeing his son and, and, and reliving the horrifying moments. And to top it all off, you got people that are just criticizing him as probably an unfit father and, and saying it's his fault and all these things. So he says that one night he's in the back of his tour bus and he puts a nine millimeter in his hand and he puts it up to his head and he's about to pull the trigger. Nothing is working anymore. He feels like a failure. The guilt and the shame is just too much. And then all of a sudden he says that he sees images of his kids that are back at home. He had two other kids that were older than the one that passed. And, and immediately it's like the gun just fell out, hit the bed. He says he fell on the floor crying and ultimately said, Jesus, I need your help. He turned to Christ and this wasn't a turning to Christ in such a way that just says, look, I need you now, but then I'm going to go back and start doing all of these things, you know, and, and singing about all these things and doing all these things and living this lifestyle that's contrary to what I need right now from you. No, this man reached out for Christ. He, he, he called out to Christ. He repented. He was saved as he was um, this transformation took over him over time to where he said, I'm quitting country music. I'm going into the ministry. And let me tell you something. With something that I have done today, and, and we may think, well, what good could come of this? Well, this grown man today was weeping over the story and over the providence of God of where he brought Granger himself from holding a gun to his head to ultimately now preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ in pulpits, going to seminary reading his Bible. And listen, just kind of a side note here. I watched one of his um, YouTube channel on his YouTube channel, his most recent video. He, he, he was using the, he was on his tour bus and I had to hit pause because I could see some books here laying here. I wanted to see what he was reading. He's reading uh, reforming apologetics and, and, and reading good solid books. And I, and I, I watched a sermon that he preached and man, he just opened the Bible and this was at one of the one of those type of churches that would be kind of like a, a maybe a mega church type non denominational cool hip church. They play the music toward the end of the sermon and it, into the invitation time. This man opened up the Word of God, preached on the tongue, preached on how our works don't save us, but it's only by God's grace that we're saved. And then when we're saved, we're able by God's grace to tame our tongue. And then he gets into this gospel presentation. And when it's over, I said, oh, here's, here's where the rubber meets the road. What's going to happen here when he does this, what I call invitation or altar call? Is he going to do an altar call? Is he going to have everybody bow their head and close their eyes? And at this point at this church, the organs play in the soft music. You know, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about, kind of that music that uh, plays behind the, the speaker. And he says, I'm going to come down here with you, you guys. I don't want to be elevated above you at all, whatever. And he says, I'm going to ask the band to not play and to stop playing. He says, because the only thing that I want you to wrestle with is the Holy Spirit. He even said that the band has a way to make you feel like something's going on that's not. And I, I'm thought, wow, this is awesome. You've got a man standing on stage who is truly saved, truly regenerate. And even in that moment, in that church service, it was used for God's glory and somebody else's good. In my life, I'm sitting over here saying, that's right. Amen. Yes. Amen. Good stuff. 
good, solid preaching, good, solid teaching. And I'm like, man, this dude, it's not just a fly by night thing. It is a, it is a, I'm quitting country music with the lights and the, the stages and I'm going to the pulpits and I'm preaching the word of God to the people in the seats, to the pews. And I'm going to be in the ministry. I'm going to be with the sheep. I'm going to be getting uh, dirty and smelly in the lives of people. I'm going to be with the sheep, not, not some elevated country music singer touring the country, but I'm leaving this behind because God has saved me by grace through faith. And I'm going to go do this for the glory of God. Now that is a transformation. And that is where you can really start to see the providence of God looking backwards in the moment when he loses his son, when he hears the criticism, when he is trying to mask the pain and the guilt and the shame with drugs and alcohol, when he's got the nine millimeter in his hand, coming from that to now boldly standing on platforms and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's not a fluffy theological uh, gospel that he's presenting. He's not presenting Care Bear theology, as I like to call it. This man is preaching the true word of God, and he's learning more and more every single day. And I pray God would put him uh, would would put him in a position he already is to where the gospel would go out to the masses and people would be saved as a result of not the testimony of Granger Smith, but the testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, the story grips hearts. It's a it's a tearjerker. It's sad. And, and, and if you're a human being, you have to say, yes, that is totally sad. I can't. Man, I, I oh, that's terrible. It, it pulls the heartstrings. It does. But that testimony alone, that testimony will not save anyone. And Granger Smith knows that because it does not have power to save. The gospel has the power to save those who are far from God. And it has saved Granger. It has saved his wife. It has saved me. It has saved many of you that are watching or listening. The gospel of Jesus Christ has had the power to save you. And he realizes that. And that is a beautiful thing when we see true transformation take place. And not just in country music singers. When transformation takes place at the janitor down at the local high school, the teacher at the high school, the police officer, the little old lady that shows up to church for 70 years and all of a sudden realizes by the grace of God, she's not truly saved and she's transformed. It's beautiful. It's beautiful when someone with millions of dollars is saved by grace through faith. It's beautiful when somebody with $2 is saved by grace through faith. There is There, there are no socioeconomic or political lines that are drawn when people are coming to Christ and when people are in Christ. We are one in Christ, no matter who you are, and that is a beautiful thing. But in the life of Granger Smith, all of these things that have taken place, I'm sure from day one he couldn't see what any good would come from this. I'm sure from day two, from week two, from month two, there's probably... What is going to come from this? From the time he held the gun in his hand, there's no good that can come from this. But God, in his grace and mercy, allowed him to see his two kids at home, drop that weapon, and live. And look at the lives he's touching now. It's interesting. I watched uh, his vlog or, or his YouTube channel. 
and it, it the 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 person that was videoing was there at the last concert and people are drinking and they're singing their songs to the top of their lungs and 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 that's what Granger does or did but you can actually see that although it was bittersweet for him he didn't look super comfortable because that's not the person he is anymore he is a new creature a new creation and he is now being used for God's glory, not for man's glory. And when he has got his Bible open and he's standing behind a pulpit or at a table or wherever he may be, and he's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, you can tell that man is doing what he's called to do. And I thank God for it. So you may be thinking, well, what does this have to do with me? Well, your situation may not be anything like this. And I'm willing to bet that many of you, if not all of you listening, are not country music singers or any other kind of uh, touring person. If you are, please email me, doctormatterspodcast at gmail.com, all lowercase, uh, no spaces. And let me know if that's who you are, because that would be kind of cool. Uh, but what does it have to do with people like you and people like me? Well, it's the same thing, is we can see the providence of God looking back at our lives we, we can look at many places in our lives where we think, Man, how am I going to get through this? I don't, under, I don't know how I can live another day. I don't know how we're going to get through this financial situation. I don't know how we're going to get through this issue. But we can look back and see how God sovereignly brought us through each thing into where we are today. Is our life going to be perfect? Nope. Is our life where we want it? Probably not. But by God's grace, do we have um, something over our head, a roof over our head? Do we have food in our bellies. And you may say, well, I can't afford a roof over my head. I'm living with somebody. There you go. God has still provided. So we can see God has providentially kept us and held us even through the most difficult times of our lives. So why can't we trust him fully in faith moving forward? I guarantee you that moving forward, God is going to, in his providence, take care of us just the way he did when we look back and see how he's already taken care of us. And listen, you may say, well, what if we die? Well, if you're a Christian, that's probably one of the best things could ever happen to you because the Bible says to live is Christ, but to die is gain. That's in the book of Philippians. To die is gain. You gain eternity. You gain Christ forever. You're with God. And one day these old bodies will be resurrected and, and we'll be met together and these wonderful new bodies and we'll live with God and he'll live with us and we'll live on this earth or the new heavens and new earth and God will be with us. He, we will be his people. He will be our God. And what a beautiful day that'll be. So if you perish, if moving forward, if you die and you're a believer, it's the best thing that can happen. It's the best thing that can happen. But, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. There's going to be days where you feel like you can't go again. Just turn back and look at where you've come from, what God has brought you through. Look back in the last six months, 12 months, last three years, six years, 10 years, and see what God has already done because providence is best viewed looking backwards, and we can trust him moving forward. So I hope this has helped you see just in, in this person's life and the change and what God is doing now and the lives that God is using Granger to touch 
to be brought to salvation, hearing that gospel. Maybe it's a seed planted. Maybe it's a, a seed being watered. Maybe God is bringing that to completion and people are being saved all over the country as a result of it. That's beautiful. That's awesome. You can do the same thing because you as a believer have been called to go make disciples, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, to proclaim it, and to make disciples right there where you are in your context of the world. So I want you to remember, providence is best viewed in the rearview mirror or looking back at where God has brought us and what he has done, which can help us trust him in faith moving forward with what's yet to come. I hope this has been helpful. If you have any questions, I'd love to answer them. Please leave a comment down and below if you're on uh, YouTube or watching on Facebook, whatever the case may be. Please feel free to leave comments. I love interacting with folks that are watching and listening. If uh, you have any questions or comments that you don't want to leave publicly, you can email me at doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com. It's all lowercase, no spaces. Doctrine Matters Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I would love to hear your story. I'd love to hear of your story of God's providence in your life. If you have a story, please feel free to comment that as well or, or send it to me. Either way, uh, it's good for other people to see what God has done in their lives and where they've brought them. So I've got some, some folks lined up that I want to get on this podcast to share uh, with you all their providence story when it comes to the providence of God and looking back and see what he's done. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of a pastor specifically that I can't wait to bring on so you can hear his story. It's beautiful what God has done and where God has got him now and what he's going to be doing in the future. Who knows? But God does, and we can trust him. So looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully that'll be coming up pretty soon. Uh, but just leave me your comments. I'd love to hear your stories. And uh, I want to thank you so much for listening I'm not going to beg you to like, subscribe, and comment and all those things. But if you feel so inclined to do so, it would be awesome. If not, no hard feelings. So until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, and God bless.